Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. Today, my guest is one of those people you meet and they immediately touch your heart right away with kindness and generosity and just one of the most lovely women I know. And she's the successful businesswoman who invented a product based on a need she saw when she was raising her own son. I'm so honored today to have a guest who I know as a friend. She's one of the kindest and most supportive women I know. She is a rare, rare gem. But don't be fooled, she's also a savvy inventor and an entrepreneur. Maria Freeman is the founder of Little Jots. Write your child a hug. How cool is that? I love that. Write your child a hug. Since she launched Little Jots in 2010, Maria and her Lunchbox Notes have been featured on Breakfast Television, CKNW with uh, the Jill Bennett Show, uh, SavvyMom.ca, Huffington Post, and the list goes on. She's been on countless other media. Maria has uh, has gone from working in an as an account uh, in accounting and in public relations to being a stay-at-home full-time mom to raise her son and pursue other dreams. She is a beautiful, kind heart, and I'm honored to call her my friend. And Maria, I'm honored to have you on my show today, so welcome. Oh, Elaine, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. I really am. I'm excited, I, so thank you, thank you. Now, if people haven't seen your little jots, they need to. So can you right away tell us your website or somewhere they can find you, whether it's on Facebook or, or your website? Sure, my website is www.littlejots.com. Okay, you know what? I will also have that on my show notes so that people can go there and find that because if you have children, you need little jots because it seriously is writing your child a hug. And Maria is exactly that. She is a big hug. <laughs> so, Maria, now you invented a product out of your own experience as a mom. Can you please share what your product is and how you decided to make your idea into a product? Thank you, yes. Um, well, little jots are note cards, essentially lunchbox notes um, with a twist. Um, and they're designed to have the feel of a gift. Um, I developed them with the intention to help busy moms and dads stay connected and to share positive messages of unconditional love with their kids. So these notes can be slipped into a child's backpack, lunchbox, um, under a pillow, or next to their breakfast bowl, or left with your babysitter. Um, and you asked how I made my idea into a product. Uh, well, the idea came to me several years ago, and it was during a time that I found myself doing a lot of reading about the power of positive thinking. And the question that kept um, I kept thinking about was how can I use this knowledge to help children? Then an idea actually came to me in the middle of the night. In fact, it woke me up. Um, the idea was to create a tool for kids to receive positive messages throughout their day. So I did a lot. I did a lot of research in this area, including consulting with child therapists and psychologists and teachers. And one thing that I remember from that time was reading about how powerful negative words can be mm -hmm. and reading a quote from Jack Canfield. 
stating that, I couldn't believe this, that the average child hears 432 negative statements per day to only 32 positive statements. So, as you can imagine, I felt this strong pull in my heart to do something for kids. And a few years later, little jobs, right? Your child, a hug was born. That is beautiful. That is that is beautiful. Also, that's the, the news. That stat was quite shocking. That only 32 positive statements versus over 332 negative yeah. statements. That is uh, that's really awful. <laughs> yeah, and is. and you know, I as a former school teacher, I, I I now get the opportunity to speak to new teachers, and I always tell new teachers that the words that come from their mouth matter a lot and to view each child like like a blank door and every statement that these kids hear leaves a mark an impression if whether it's negative or positive and those hurtful put downs and negative words whether they hear it from a friend a parent a teacher will leave a mark and that mark is like a deep gash and you know some kids will will be amazing and prove those comments wrong and and you know continue in their education and pursue their best efforts and all of that is like coats of paint that but it's just covering that gash that's still there and then, and then there's those kids who who those gashes will will make them who they are and say fine they call me stupid i am stupid and this is why i love your product so much because to, for a parent to take the effort to put that little note, that little gift into a lunchbox is touching their hearts in, in a way that, you know, the parent doesn't have to be present and with them. But, you know, if a child is down and they, I can't imagine that feeling like Christmas when they open that little note in their lunch to, to have that special message from their parent. So that's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Maria. Oh, thank you, Elaine. Sorry if I cut you off there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I can go on about how amazing you are in your product. Well, thank you. I mean, you, you've, you've said it all, and it takes, you know, for one negative um, message, it takes many, many, many positive ones. It really does. So, um, yeah, I've learned a lot along this journey about, um, you know, just making sure that um, our kids are surrounded uh, by positivity as much as possible. Yes. So, yes. So Maria, why, to touch on that, why do you think it is so important to keep communicating with kids through a note in an era of texting and, and electronic messaging and emailing? Why, why is this important to, to have a physical piece of paper? Why is well, that important? You've touched on this beautifully, Lane, and I, I thank you for that. But, um, I think texting loving messages is great, but you know, for children and even adults, nothing really beats the thrill of opening a note or a greeting card. And as you said, a note in a parent's handwriting is something tangible that the child can touch, can feel, can smell. Um, it's personal and it really helps them feel the parent's presence. So. Mm the child feels holding the note that a part of their parent is with them. For example, um, you know, parents have said to me that they have found the little jots notes in their child's treasure boxes, taped to their bedpost, and one parent told me that her child slept with the note. Uh -huh. I could believe it. She gave her earlier that day, 
So for me, this really displays how powerful a physical note can be. And as you know, Elaine, um, back to school can be very hard on kids. And there's currently a lot of talk out there about separation, anxiety, and stress. And again, a written note or a note that includes a photo of a parent or a heart, smiley faces or positive messages or even just I love you can really help minimize the stress and anxiety and maximize the connection to the parent. Just if, I'm, if you don't mind me sharing, just the other day because I was very excited about this, a parent posted that her child had a rough morning and was anxious about school mm -hmm. and at the end of the day he came out of the classroom with a huge smile holding the little jots um, as she described it, the hug. So that really touched my heart and um, made my day. <laughs> made my day. <laughs> no, that is, that is beautiful. It, there is power in, in a physical handwritten note. and. And I remember um, a few years ago when, uh, as a school teacher, I had to help our our children, my my students, prepare earthquake kits, and in the prerequisites of what was supposed to be in each of their Ziploc bags that uh, each child had to bring, which included like a granola bar and uh, a book, a little stuffed toy that they would be comfortable with in case there was an earthquake. But one of the other criteria inside this earthquake kit was supposed to be a handwritten note mm -hmm. from their parents and a family picture. And what a treasure that would be. Oh my goodness, I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, me but too. What, <laughs> what, a, what a, a gift that is. If you had nothing else, if an earthquake swallowed up your house and all your possessions and all you had was the contents in the Ziploc bag, and that would be a note handwritten from your parents. That is worth gold. Oh, it is. And I've talked to, um, I've heard a lot of uh, parents tell me that they remember when their moms um, wrote notes to them and they still have them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're grown ups with children of their own and they still have these, these notes with these messages. So very, very powerful. I agree. I'm one of those people that I keep all my cards from my parents. Yes. My mom's birthday cards are like filled with thousands of little words of prayer and, and I don't know how she crams them all. <laughs> but yes, they're little novels in itself, but you know, that's, that's who my mom is. And I will always have those to remember her one day. But I'm going to, to keep going here. And I want to touch on your Eureka moment, Maria. What is the best lesson in business or in parenting as a mom that you have learned, either from a mentor or from your own journey, that makes you who you are today? Um, well, you know, Elaine, one of the things that I discovered, um, it was a biggie for me when I uh, was starting my business, was the realization that I was constantly comparing myself to others in business in ways though that wasn't always constructive or positive. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big cheerleader uh, for other businesses and, and, and I, yes, um, I love it when others are doing well. And, um, but I realized that comparing myself and by the way, this I find this true in parenting as well. Um, I found that it led to a lot of negative thinking and at times feeling a sense of insecurity. Mm -hmm. 
So what I learned um, is that we are all different, we are all unique with various skills and talents, and we all have different challenges in our lives. You know, so I truly believe that success is personal and subjective. Um, for example, my definition of success and somebody else's may be completely different and that's okay. So what I learned is to be proud of my own accomplishments, no matter how big or small, and to remember that everyone's journey is different and unique. So to not follow what everyone else is doing, do not compare yourself, but focus on your own plans and your own personal growth. Mm -hmm. It was a big one for me. I, I love that. What a great lesson to our children as well. To, to, to realize that everybody has their own dream and the grass is not greener <laughs> on the other yes. side and and that you know it might be our artificial turf on the other side we have no idea <laughs> but you know to focus on on being kind and and to be trying our best I think it's is is so important and not to be so concerned about other people's measurements as you said of what their success is because that is different than ours. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So I have to ask you then, you must have habits, habits that cause you to be the successful entrepreneur that you are, and you are so humble. You're very humble, so I, I know that I'm using that word success loosely because you are the kindest, sweetest person I oh. know. But you have habits, I'm sure you do. What are some of your habits, whether it's two habits, three habits of maintaining success in your business or in parenting that you could share to our listeners? Um, I think I want to touch um, on parenting for this one. Um, so there are a few habits, I think, uh, well, the habits that I've um, learned along the way that I've, um, anyway, I'll just start with, <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think of what, what they are, but I think um, the first one is uh, is to have fun, laugh, and be silly with your children. So um, when my son was uh, very small, we used to have so much fun dancing and spinning around the room together to, to Rafi. Um, but so we just had a lot of fun. He's 19 now, and mm -hmm. as a family, we still make time to crack jokes, make each other laugh, and just be silly. Oh, we're so silly sometimes. And I just think it's so important to create a positive and happy environment. Um, so, and another one is, um, is speaking to my child um, when, when he was young, and I still do this, is in a tone that I would like to hear back. So I learned uh, that kids reflect what they hear and see. So just because I'm having a bad day or my child says something that upsets me, um, it doesn't mean that my child should be impacted by my negative mood or tone. So I'm consciously um, trying to make a habit of being careful with my tone to be a more neutral, respectful, and to have an even-keeled um, tone. Um, and the third one is, I think for me, is the most important, and um, it's to stay connected as much as possible. And even more so, I learned uh, when they were teenagers, um, believe it or not, I learned that the teenage years is a time that they really need you the most. Mm. And 
since my son was born, we have always made it a habit of eating regular meals together. And I know for some families that's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many other things to say to stay connected. But I find um, mealtime, it's just a great time to connect and have discussions and to simply have healthy, open communication. Um, so because my son is 19 now, um, some Saturday mornings my husband will wake up early and make a special waffle breakfast with fancy toppings and this makes it inviting. And we find this is a great time to regroup before the weekend begins. Um, but as I said, I think there are many ways of staying connected. And I, I just believe this is so important. Can I come to your waffle breakfast? Yes, please. <laughs> I, 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 I love all three points. I think they're... They will well. They hit a chord with me, so I I know that our listeners are are being uh, nudged a bit too, because you know it is so important in our busy busy life to stop and have fun and be silly and it's okay. And you know sometimes when we are working moms, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to work like clockwork. Everything has to just go with the flow because there's no time for a mistake. There is no time for a silliness and that fun. But to say, it's okay, it's okay, you know, I'm just going to let this slide. And, I, and you know, and I, I'm guilty of that, of just saying, okay, structure, order, order, structure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, ah, chaos. And, you know, and it's okay. And I, I know it takes my kids off guard sometimes when I do the unexpected. And, and they're just blown away. And they love it. And they laugh. And they, and I love that. I love those moments, and those are the moments I want my children to remember. Yes. Not the structure and not the order, but the fun and the silly moments. And thank you for reminding us of that. But your second one, to speak in a tone that you want to hear back. How true is that? And, you know, and I have to revisit how I was as a teacher. I never raised my voice as a classroom teacher because I always thought that if you yell at children, you've lost the battle already. And for them to hear you in a quiet tone, in a respectful tone, is so important because, you know, a lot of children get yelled at all the time and they just tune it right out. But I would always remember that my principal would always walk by and say, your classroom is so quiet. But you know what? If I talk quietly, my kids have to be quiet because then they'll hear me talk. (laughs) But I, I always fall in love with my class and I have to remember that with my kids too, to not always raise my voice because... By the seventh time that I say it, they might need a, a louder tone. <laughs> but but thank you for that great reminder. But I love your staying connected point. Because you know what? That's, it comes back to your awesome product. And uh, of those little jots who just, it's a little gift of a hug in their, in their lunch packs. And you know what? We don't have to be physically with them, but to be able to connect always with our children and I, I loved your stories about kids who keep them in their treasure boxes or hide them under their pillow. That's how special staying connected with our kids is. And uh, I do want to come to your waffle breakfast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you are invited anytime. <laughs> now I have to ask you, as you, as you know, I am the Easy Daisies later, uh, lady, mom, uh, creator of those visual daily routines from primarily children. So you have to tell us, what is your morning routine, Maria? 
Oh boy. Well, um, it's a little different for me because um, my son is now in university and I have uh, more time to myself, which is Yay. wonderful. Yay. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit of a health nut. So, I mean, my, my routine is, um, is, well, the first thing I do when I wake up is, uh, I, it sounds crazy, but I drink a glass of water first thing. It's the first thing I do because our bodies get dehydrated during the night. So before my cup of tea or coffee, which I love, I make sure I drink a tall glass of water to rehydrate. I always eat a small protein breakfast. Um, I find that it helps my blood sugar levels remain stable for a long time, so I do that every day. I meditate as well, um, and sometimes it could just be five minutes, ten minutes, but it helps me set my intention for the day, um, which can be something like setting my intention uh, for everything to work out as it should. So something as simple as that. And um, the other thing I do every day is I try to do some form of movement or exercise, whether it be walking, I like to hike in the summer, or going to the gym. But even on those days where I'm very busy, if I can only get 15 to 20 minutes or even just a walk, um, that's okay. But I find that doing some sort of movement before I sit down to work just helps me to be more focused, energized, and, and happier. You so. are awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you so much. Maria, I am truly honored to have you on my show today. And I know that I have been inspired and I know that our listeners have been encouraged, motivated, and inspired in some way today from, from all that you have shared. So thank you, Maria, for being on my show today. Elaine, thank you so much. I'm just so honored that you had me on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. And moms and dads out there, please do check out Little Jots on her website or on Facebook. And I always love to hear from you too. So please do leave me a note on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or find me on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that you are inspired in the business of real life. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Did you know that two of the next three businesses in Canada will be started by moms? Mompreneurs is one of Canada's fastest growing organizations dedicated to the support, education, and promotion of women entrepreneurs across the country. With over 17,000 members and subscribers from east to west, and an online community of over 80,000 strong, Mompreneurs is your go-to resource for business success, connections, advice, and just about everything in between. Take advantage of the national networking and promotional opportunities, including the Mompreneur Magazine, the Mompreneur Awards, and the annual National Mompreneurs Conference coming March 4th and 5th, 2016 in Toronto. Whether you're in the planning stages of your business or decades in, Mompreneurs is there to help you to reach those goals for success. They are your business family, ready to make things happen and to shake things up. Find out more about becoming a member of Mompreneurs and why the rumors you are hearing aren't just rumors. Mompreneurs really are taking over the world, one amazing business at a time. So do visit themompreneur.com or contact me on Twitter at chat with Elaine.